4: Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Steven Maggi.
5: Welcome again to Las Vegas, a place that's been known for decades for its gaming and entertainment. But now you can add fine arts and sports to the list. Today, you'll visit the Smith Center, a relatively new center for the fine arts that's being recognized internationally as one of the best in the world. In the world of sports, Vegas has been a boxing capital for a while, but now you can add hockey, football, and more. You'll hear from one of our favorite guests, sports writer Steve Karp, who has just been inducted into the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. And as always, you'll hear from our regulars, on the wine world of Eddie O, America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterlin, says nothing tops the taste of food than pairing it with the right wine all at the same time. On luxury living Vegas style, Gady Madrano of flipping Vegas says technology is the key to selling homes in the 21st century. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, says that when it comes to residencies, nobody beats Celine Dion. Talking with docent Scott Clish of the very incredible Center for the Performing Arts, the Smith Center, here in Las
1: Vegas. So, we're in Reynolds Hall right now. Give us kind of a, an audio tour, if you would. Of course. We're inside a 2,054 seat auditorium, and that number can change a little bit based upon what type of venue, what uh, performance is coming in. Uh, we host everything from Broadway season tours as well as Las Vegas Philharmonic and the Nevada Ballet Theater is also a resident company here at Smith Center.
5: There some really interesting and uh, unique architectural moments around this place. Kind of give us kind of a highlight of some of these things that, you know, when you come here, you're all of a sudden going to have to look around and remember some of these things because there's just so much to drink in.
1: Well, the Performing Arts Center is actually a rather new venue for us. We opened on March 10th of 2012, and we're actually here to serve the people of Southern Nevada, people that call Nevada their home. Uh, Las Vegas is known as the City of Entertainment, but that's mostly for our guests that are coming in from other states and around the world, up and down the Strip and the downtown areas. But this is actually a venue that's designed specifically for the residents of Nevada. Uh, That being said, this caters to everything from Broadway shows to interviews with uh, up-close-and-personal different celebrities as well, uh, as the ballet and the philharmonic. The design and so forth, you mentioned, is really about a kind of a tribute to Hoover Dam. How so? Well, we've taken a lot of architectural nods from the Hoover Dam, Las Vegas. If you go up and down the Strip, you'll see lots of different architectural styles that we've appropriated from around the world. And Las Vegas was rather notorious for taking those styles, building facilities, and then possibly t- tearing them down 20 years later. But that isn't something that we want here for this facility. We wanted a building that looked like it's going to stand the test of time. So uh, our architect, David M. Schwartz and Associates, looked towards the Hoover Dam, and they took the Art Deco inspiration from the dam and reinterpreted it into this public facility.
5: And there's. All sorts of examples all around, not only in the main, the Reynolds uh, Theater, which is the biggest one, but in the cabaret jazz unit, which is a little smaller. Um, silver seems to be very apparent, which I guess is an, uh, an, an ode to uh, Nevada.
1: It is. Since we are the silver state, you'll see a lot of nods to, to silver. It's uh, reproduced through the use of stainless steel, aluminum, and aluminum leaf. And we also want to take a note uh, that we are in a part of a desert. So some of the marble that you'll see in our grand lobby here at Reynolds gives a little feeling of the sands of the desert as well as the red on the walls for the Red Rock Mountains.
5: This facility is something else. And again, while well, we know it was built for the residents here. Uh, tourists are always welcome, of course, to come down and uh, go to one of these great events here. As This is a tribute to Las Vegas, but in reality, when you first went out and got the designs and so forth, you actually visited some of the great halls of Europe and and incorporated that.
1: It's very true. There was actually, in fact, a world tour around to find the best elements to bring them all together into one facility. Uh, During that exploration phase, uh, not only in Southern California, but actually around the world. So you'll see some architectural nods to... Places like the Teatro de Champs-Élysées on part of the façade, as well as their ceiling medallion that appears in a carpet design up in our balcony area. Uh, great music halls from around the world. All that inspiration was incorporated to make this a world-class facility, whether you're coming here to see an amplified performance or an acoustical performance.
5: What do the performers talk about when they're here? Because what I hear from them on my end is they love playing here. Are you hearing that from everybody that comes in?
1: We do. We hear that not only from the performers, but from the technicians themselves that uh, come to our facility. A lot of consideration was given to the backstage areas. Um, In, if you go back to New York, a lot of the workshop spaces are crammed into different spaces on different levels in the theater. Here, the main uh, dressing rooms for the performers coming in are located on the same level as our main stage. Semi-trailer trucks, maybe like Phantom of the Opera, they tour with 22, 23 semi-trailers. They can come directly to the back of our theater and load in and load out. And then, of course, musicians like Joshua Bell have commented on the beautiful acoustics of uh, Reynolds Hall itself.
5: You know, when you come here talking about acoustics, there's a place where you stand and you and you got to try it. When you're there, you look at the wall and just say something— Talk about what that does and what kind of a surprise guests will get when they come here.
1: Well, we have two entrances to, to the Reynolds Hall itself. If you come in through our Western Rotunda, it is a round-shaped room. If you stand directly in the center and face the wall and say something out loud, that sound is going to reverberate right back into your ears because of the shape of the room and the ceiling above you. So that was an, an acknowledged acoustical treat. If you If you're in the know, go ahead and stand there. You can also hear what people are whispering about as they uh, stand next to the walls.
5: So I guess if you want to hear some gossip and stuff, just stand in the right spot and you might have something. Let's talk about some of the offerings, because I know you have a Broadway series and you have some other series. What are the things people, especially the people that live in Las Vegas, can get season tickets for?
1: Oh my goodness. We have our Broadway series, typically about 10 shows a year, come in through subscription services. Uh, The... Nevada Ballet has a subscription service as well, uh, presenting different ballets throughout the year. And of course, the Philharmonic has their season. Uh, But we also have other touring shows that will come in, whether it be uh, musicians or other spectacles that come to stage. We have something for everybody, whether it be rock and roll or Western or just up close and one-on-ones with uh, celebrities.
5: Jane Monheit, uh, in fact, came out here. She watched a show over in the Jazz Cabaret and insisted that she do something out there. I, I imagine that you get a lot of people, once they come out here and they see this facility, they want to they try it all. And, and the, the smaller scene of the Jazz Cabaret is just an incredible um, treat for anyone that loves music, that kind of thing, to be in that intimate of a... Uh, theater that has all the qualities of the biggest theaters in the world.
1: Well, it's very true. We have a total of three theatrical facilities here on our campus. Myron's Cabaret Jazz seats about 247 guests, and it does give you that up-close and personal, intimate feel that you'd find in other world-class jazz venues. Uh, Artists do enjoy coming in because they can have a connection with the audience, and the audience loves the experience.
5: More with Docent Scott Clish of the acclaimed Smith Center in just a few moments. Time now for the Wine World of Eddie O, featuring America's first master sommelier. Today, Eddie talks about a different way to taste wine you know, we had a fun situation together. Eddie and I were out, and he goes, here, try this. And it was really bitter. I didn't like it at all. I don't even remember what it was. But you go, here, have a little bit of food with it. And I can't say I loved it, but it certainly was way better with the food in
6: the mouth at the same time than it was alone. Listen, the best wines that go with food are a little bit acidic, okay? Imagine squeezing lemon juice on your fish. You do that. Why? Because your mother told you Eight, when you're eight years old, try this, Steve, and you liked it, and you never knew. Well, the wine should be, again, a stunt double for the lemon with the acid. But think about this. You wouldn't squeeze a lemon in your mouth, that's not fun. But if you put the lemon on the fish, on some salmon, and you eat it together, they work. Well, I get people to realize that wines that are a little bit acidic, and maybe not your favorite wine when you sip it by itself, All of a sudden, imagine that that wine is like a knife blade and really sharp. And you put the fish across the edge of that knife blade, you dull the edge. So the food dulls the sharpness of the wine, and the wine's sharpness amplifies the flavors of the food only if you put them in your mouth at the same time. And it's really, when people look at me and go, you want me to taste them together? And I go, precisely. And they look back at me like, really? I go, try it. You know, try them separately and try them together. And bang, light bulbs go off. And that's where the fun comes in.
5: Eddie O will be back next week with more tips on power entertaining and more ways to enjoy the wonderful world of wine. More with Docent Scott Klish of the acclaimed Smith Center in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, Coast to Coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.
4: The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.
3: Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with life change tea at getthetea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to getthetea.com and stock up on organic non GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. Getthetea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best, naturally. All you have to do is log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Changing America's health one teabag at a time.
4: And now, another film rental discovery.
0: Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Quentin Tarantino has virtually created his own genre, a hybrid of noir storytelling with villains, surreal violence, and a flowing precise and literate dialogue delivered with a cadence sincerity. The combination adds up to stories far greater than the sum of their parts. Perrier's Bounty is not a Tarantino film, but it is certainly a wannabe an Irish offering it stars Killian Murphy as unlucky hustler Michael McRae and a perfectly droll Brendan Gleeson as Perrier the crime boss this is a story of those who have chosen a darker path McGray owes a debt to Perrier that he cannot pay enforcers are here to collect or break two bones you choose which but when one enforcer is killed and the other flees to tell the tale, Perrier issues a bounty on the head of McRae. Add in a suicidal love interest, variously colorful underworld scum, vicious fighting dogs and their owners with tender hearts and tough exteriors, the Grim Reaper himself, and finally McRae's dad, played by the wonderful Jim Broadbent. Filled with dark comedic moments, Perrier's bounty lounges in the house that Tarantino built. But since Tarantino only makes a film every three years or so, this one is ably titillates our darker selves until his return well worth the price of admission perrier's bounty out in theaters discovery through rental
4: Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
5: You are listening to Scott Clish, a docent from the Smith Center in Vegas, a wonderful place to see entertainment that you won't find anywhere else in town. It took a lot to build this facility. Uh, Scott, tell us kind of the story, if you would, about uh, how this all came about. It came about actually from an adventurous uh, newspaper man, and from there... Years later, you've got this incredible facility.
1: Well, our story really goes back to 1995. At the time, Stephen and Elaine Wynn owned the Golden Nugget in the downtown area. And they called together a bunch of other city luminaries and business people and city officials to get together to discuss something that Las Vegas was lacking. And that was a performing arts center. And that group met informally for several months. And uh, they decided to go through with that project. It was a 17-year journey, and through a bunch of culminations of fundraising and uh, wise, wise people that they assembled together, they were able to finally accomplish this project on March 10th of 2012.
5: And people always ask me, who is Smith of the Smith Center? And for that matter, Reynolds Hall.
1: Who's Reynolds? We know that Myron's Cabaret is actually your executive director. (laughs) Of course. Well, Smith refers to Fred and Mary Smith. Fred was actually an employee of Mr. Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds was the owner of the Review Journal up until his death in 1993. Fred was an employee for Mr. Reynolds back in Arkansas. Now, the Don Ray Media Group, with which uh, Mr. Reynolds formed in 1940, was a conglomeration of several small newspapers from small towns all throughout Arkansas and Oklahoma. In 1961, Mr. Reynolds had the opportunity to purchase a small hometown newspaper, actually here in Las Vegas, the Review Journal. And uh, Fred was looking to find a general managership position, and he found that in the offering of the new acquisition. So. Fred and Mary packed up their family, moved to Las Vegas, and then started to escalate through the company. Now, the Don Ray Media Group, which was founded in 1940, in 1954, Mr. Reynolds opened a, the Reynolds Foundation to give back money to educational uh, purposes in the different states where he had a business presence. And Fred was in charge of the Reynolds Foundation during this time, and with an initial $50 million grant towards this project, started the fundraising uh, project to get this theatrical facility raised from the ground.
5: And you know, you talked about educational opportunity. There are some great educational programs here. This this is a lot more than just performances and so forth. Really, this Performing Arts Center services all the schools, and even you say homeschoolers and charter schools and all that, uh, they can come here and do all sorts of things. What kind of uh, programs do they have?
1: Well, during the initial founding of the uh, campaign drive actually for the money for this the clark county school districts invested another million dollars because they knew the importance of arts and education and because of that we see between 70 to 80,000 school children for free every year all the way from kindergartners to 12th graders with different programming whether it be dance or music or stage performances. And we have a year-round educational department staffed with five wonderful educators uh, that make the contacts with the teachers. They provide materials to the classroom to prep the students before they attend theater, as well as follow-up materials. And that doesn't just stop at the end of the school year. There's programs during the summer as well to keep children engaged and find the value of arts as it applies to the other disciplines of education.
5: Does the community get involved with this stuff? And by community, I'm talking about whether it's the people on the strip or downtown, uh, the various entertainment groups and so forth. Because this is a different opportunity, but it's something that really is important for a city like Las Vegas with so you know, two million plus in the area really needs. And it really kind of propels it much in the way that people talk about the sports teams and stuff to a really what you'd call a major league city, at least in the world of arts.
1: There is a lot of engagement from the people here in Las Vegas as well. And you can see it'll be evident if you look at the 57 founders, you'll see a lot of corporations as well as individuals who know the importance of art and entertainment. Um, And they still support us to this day. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, We do rely upon not only our ticket sales, but continual investment into arts and education from either businesses or individuals.
5: And if you would, talk about the area that the center is located in. I mean, you share this facility with the Chamber of Commerce, but really this is kind of a growing area. It's not quite downtown, close to downtown, and it's not quite the Strip, but very close to the Strip. This area seems to is really kind of grown up.
1: It has. The area that we're actually on, there's a total of 61 acres in Symphony Park. This was originally the Union Pacific Railroad Yard. Uh, and you can only imagine av- over 100 years of them being here, the amount of remediation that had to be done to make this a usable facility. Uh, they put the infrastructure in, all the sewer, electricity, parking lots as well. And there was a lot on the slate for the original opening during the design phase for this to be a live- living area, high-rise living, uh, businesses, uh, And unfortunately, it was about 2009 when we started construction. We were 100% funded, and we actually opened without a mortgage. But the other investors at the time were a little bit more cautious. But we're seeing some movement now. We're seeing some new neighbors that uh, may be joining us fairly soon here on this campus.
9: And
5: it's like any new thing. You always have to uh, have a little growing pains. And the parking lots right now, you're building a couple, which kind of limits the original parking. But there's still free parking here. And Really, it doesn't seem to be much of a problem.
1: Not really. We're using our good neighbor just adjacent from us. There's a sky bridge that allows our patrons to come over as we do some expansion. Uh, There's a couple of multi-story parking lots that are under construction right now to provide even closer parking once that project's complete. But the uh, construction's here, so as we prepare to grow and have other businesses join around us here in Symphony Park, so we still have free parking.
5: And that's a good thing in Las Vegas. Let's face it. What do we got for the rest of uh, 2019? Uh, anything big that we can look
1: forward to on the schedule? Oh, my goodness. Um, there, If you go to com, you can always see what's new and upcoming to our facility. So regardless of where your interests are, if they're in Broadway series or symphony music or dance, there's always those resident companies as well as uh, individuals coming in. So I highly encourage to go directly to to the official website to find the best deals and values and be informed of what's coming up here at the Smith Center.
5: And I imagine, too, if you go to that website, if you want to get involved, particularly if you live here in this area, you can certainly do things, to, as you are a nonprofit, that can kind of help the development of this
1: facility. It's very true. You'll find links on our website to actually become a volunteer. We rely heavily upon our volunteers. There's approximately 220 of us. Uh, Will usher for children's educational as well as uh, the main stage performances as well.
5: And I can tell you, it's a lot of fun, Scott. You've been doing this since it's opened.
1: Uh, you seem to really enjoy this. I do enjoy it. It's my way of giving back to the community. I still work in the in the workforce on the Strip in in the theatrical arts, but this is my my chance to come back and give those experiences, especially to the kids, for education to hopefully inspire them to pursue their dreams whether it be in the arts or the sciences
5: you need to come down to the smith center if you can see something here on your next visit you'll want to do it and if you live in las vegas you should be out here all the time it's a beautiful place thanks so much
1: for being with us my pleasure thank you for taking the time to join us today
5: you're listening to vegas never sleeps with steven Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk radio network
10: Today we We
11: decided decided to walk to to school.
6: The The light light counted. Fifteen, fourteen,
11: thirty-one. I mean, thirteen. We We took took a left left on Carroll Street. Street?
6: Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. I
11: realized Realized he forgot
6: his homework. I I hope hope he doesn't have another bad day day at school. school.
10: When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council.
5: When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than vitalvegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from
12: shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else.
5: And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That (laughs) is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it, VitalVegas.com.
8: Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow, cash. Call the Business Cash Advance line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, Don't wait. Call right now.
4: 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099 we are
7: the four band Your tween made you see We are the boy it's band It's painful concert number three We are the four band We're 5 and 19 We are the boy band Always singing on key You
6: love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite, uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
4: You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
5: Let's switch topics now to another Vegas passion, sports. we got our old friend back, Steve Carp, the one of the very fine sports writers ever in Nevada. And that's been proven because he's being inducted into the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. Quite a ways. We met back in the days when you were working at the Spartan Daily at San Jose State. And to come to here, you've kind of
11: seen it all, huh? I mean, back from the earliest days. <laughs> yeah, you know, Steve, it's funny. Uh, a lot of miles traveled, a lot of stops along the way. And when I think back to those days at San Jose State and, and working on Spartan Daily and also in Palo Alto, covered the Warriors and a couple of other things, it really gave me a good foundation for my career. I was very fortunate. I always wanted to work in sports. I always wanted to write. And the two gave me uh, an opportunity to to do that and make a living and, and have a really good uh, career. And what was really exciting for me is back in those days, I remember you telling
5: me, God, I'd love to cover the Rangers or the Blackhawks. I'd love to cover it. And of course, Southern Nevada for a long time didn't have, you've been in Nevada all this time and didn't have a hockey team. What a great experience to travel with them and really that first season, just a <clears throat> wonderful, uh, kind of a light, life-affirming thing, huh?
11: <laughs> yeah. You know, <clears throat> the Golden Knights story, well, it was pretty amazing obviously. And, But I I was covering that from the very beginning, long before they even got awarded an NHL team here in Las Vegas. I had covered hockey here when they had the uh, Thunder in the International League and also the Wranglers in the uh, ECHL. So I did have opportunities to write about hockey, but not as a daily beat until the Golden Knights came into existence. And uh, look, we all know the story. It was a, It was remarkable as I wrote my book.
5: Yeah, we got to talk about your book for a second. Vegas Born, The Remarkable Story of the Golden Knights. Best book out there. I've seen them all because I was really excited with this. I got all the books, including Steve's. This is the one book that you learned from the very beginning. I mean, you were back when it was just an idea and saw this go. Yeah,
11: and, and having been fortunate enough to get to know Bill Foley, the owner, very early on and establish a relationship with him, I was privy to a lot of things they were trying to do and would eventually do and to have all that background. 'Cause I do think it's an important part of the book. It's not just about the one October experience and the aftermath. It's not just about the run to the Stanley Cup finals. They're, the the existence of this team getting there is a is a fascinating story and, and it's a big part of it. And I'm glad I didn't gloss over it. Yeah. And somebody, you know, not to demean the other books. That right, were they're done, all fine, but yours is a real story. I, I made a conscious effort to make sure that I went into detail about how this whole thing started because it was really the Maloof brothers, Gavin and Joe, who approached Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, and said, hey, this is right after they'd sold the Kings uh, and they wanted to get back into pro sports. And they didn't know anything about hockey, but they just wanted to get back in. And Gary Bettman said, well, talk to this guy, Bill Foley, in Florida. And they did. They hit it off. And together... They pulled their resources and eventually were awarded that NHL franchise, which uh, they paid quite a sum for, if you remember. Yeah. And uh, now, of course, Seattle's going to join the league in a couple of years, and they paid a lot more than Bill Foley did. And, <laughs> and so, But it just shows you what yeah. the power of pro sports can mean to a community. And, of course, we all know the story about what happened um, with, the, with the, the tragedy of October 1, 2017, the aftermath, and how the team in the city used each other to help yeah. heal.
5: I'll tell you the truth, Steve. I think uh, if anybody's thinking of getting an expansion team in any sports, that'd be a good book to read because they know they did it right, obviously. So yeah, there's no the
11: question. Knights, uh, for the most part, they got it right. But as, as the book explains, there were a couple times where they didn't necessarily get it right. The TV deal, which uh, trying to get on cable yeah. and with AT&T Sportsnet, that went down to the very last second before opening night in Dallas. And and that's just one thing. Yeah, and, right. And you know, there were a couple of other little mishaps along the way, but they were able to catch themselves and get through it without any major damage. And and they've been very fortunate in that mm. regard because, you know, look, every every business sometimes screws up. Yeah. It's just a way of life. But these guys have lived a, a charmed existence for the most part. They've had very few things backfire on them or, or boomerang on them.
5: Absolutely, and this is why this book is really worth having. It, it's really different. You can have all the other books, the great picture books and stuff, but this is the book that you wanna give to your kids to see how this was done. But now you're, uh, of course, you still cover the nights during the hockey season. Mm-hmm. You're working for Sinbin Vegas, Vegas which right. I call for them. They're a great outfit. If, if you're interested, yeah. you know, you follow them. But also, you're the senior editor of Gaming Today. And, you know, you've always been interested in this. Is this kind of a, a new opportunity for you in a, in a way to kind of look
11: at things a little differently? It's actually a way for me to reconnect with the uh, sports betting business and, and the casino industry in Las Vegas from time to time I would write about uh, sports betting when I was at the Sun and, and even at the RJ. And I got to know a lot of people, Johnny Avello, Vinny Maliulu, Richie Bacheleri, um Jimmy Vaccaro, a lot of and the late Jack Franzi who we lost on Monday. God bless him, 91 years old, Pittsburgh wow. Jack. He, <laughs> he was the odds maker at the Barbary Coast. Wow. So, which is yeah. now uh, the Cromwell, right across the street from Caesars Palace. And when you think about all the the people that helped build this city, the sportsbook industry is a very important part of that history. And so it's given me a chance to reconnect at the same time. The timing of this could not be better because with the Supreme court ruling of a year ago, making sports betting legal throughout America and states are jumping on board every month. Yeah. I mean, this is a moving target, Steve, every yeah, every month we're getting more and more states. New York, the other day, just approved it finally to go ahead and have uh, sports betting. They'll have it in time for football season. Wow. That's it's a, a big it, deal. But it's a great time for yeah. gaming today to take it self-national, which is what we've done. I think it's We're fantastic. all over the country now.
5: Yeah, and and it's exploding, and and Vegas is still going to be the capital of this thing, but you're right. People can do this from all over. You don't have to wait for a trip to Nevada. Got to ask you,
11: the Circa Hotel, what Derek Stevens is trying to do, biggest in the world, you like what he's doing over there? I love it. He's not afraid. He's a gambler himself, so he's not afraid to take any risk when it comes to making a big bet for somebody at his place, and it's kind of like the old, old Vegas, where if you could bring it, you could bet it type thing, you know. Maybe you remember when Bob Stupak, the guy who yeah, built right,
3: the, the, the Stratosphere strat, Tower,
11: yeah. <laughs> when it was Vegas World and stuff, and he went over to the Little Caesars to make the million dollar bet on the 49ers against the Bengals. Gene Mayday was running Little Caesars. It was like one of the hole in the wall yeah. joints, like <laughs> Churchill Downs and Santa Anita and all the standalone sports books that we, we just don't see that anymore. Right. Um, that was the kind of thing that Derek Stevens is trying to recreate with Circus Sports. And obviously, when Circa opens a year from now, in December of 2020, and you've got this multi-level sportsbook, it's almost going to be like you know a theater, kind of much like the uh, Westgate Superbook. It, that's kind of what he's modeling this whole concept Which after. Makes sense, yeah. Because when he would go to the old Las Vegas Hilton and walk into the Superbook, he'd come in from Detroit, uh, he and his brother for the weekend to bet football and watch games and what have you, it blew him away. He was so awestruck by the whole thing that was going on at the Hilton that he said to himself if I ever get an opportunity I'm gonna recreate this in my own vision that's what he's doing with Circa
5: more with sports writer Steve Carp in a moment. Time now for luxury living Vegas style with Gatie Medrano, star of Flipping Vegas, seen on the DIY Network. Check your local listings. There are a lot of things that go into buying or selling a home. Gatie addresses one of the biggest changes in that in the 21st century. Talk a little about some of the differences. I mean, the old days, you would, you'd you pick your open house day, right? And you'd put your ad in here. I guess it would be the Review Journal. If it was in the Bay Area, it was in the Mercury News and in the Chronicle. And it would all work that way. Now it's completely different. You, you've got to know technology
9: to succeed. Oh, this is the Internet age, without a doubt. If you are not up to date with tech... In, in multiple categories, you will be left behind 100%. And that's with regard to marketing properties. This with regard to um, just getting leads, because a lot of people that are buyers, the, among the first things that buyers do is they look online. What are houses looking like? And they'll go to Zillow, they'll go to all these different sites, Redfin, etc., uh, Craigslist, you know, whatever. And they're just generally casually looking at. So you have to be able. So just lead generation for your business as a realtor, you have to know internet, CRM, just. Keep just keeping in contact and and just maintaining those relationships also critical everything is technology based and all different platforms of marketing whether it be to a consumer uh, to get leads or to get potential customers or to get Or to get a property sold, all of it. We're in the internet age. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the last time I did um, a newspaper ad, as you just mentioned. (laughs) You know, the newspapers online. You know, we have the directories, and sometimes I've done some mailers and stuff. And and you know, you go back to to the old school, you know, because I've been there. I lived that, and I had some success. But it always has to be in conjunction with technology. You have to automate things. You have to use the highest level of of effectiveness with regards to even managing your time and, and things like that. It's, it's, it's we're in, we're in a new world. <laughs> it's technology.
5: You can find out more about Gady at gadyrealestate.com. She spells it G-A-D-Y. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the neon museum. It's fantastic. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. More with hall of fame sports writer, Steve Karp in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Biz Talk Radio Network.
4: The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas. And now, another film rental discovery.
0: Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Sometimes a film trailer will attempt to market an independent film by misleading would be audiences into expecting something it is not. Or, at best, it will fail to suggest the emotional depths to which the film can lead its audiences. Indie films with potentially smaller audiences are especially subject to such manipulative practices. Audiences who miss The Immigrant, assuming it to be a rather depressing underlit cliché about a poor girl gone wrong, missed a very fine film indeed. The film is set on Ellis Island and in the streets of New York in the 1920s. Writer-director James Gray succeeds in evoking the harsh conditions under which many of our grandparents and great-grandparents entered America. Narian Cotillard plays Iwa Sibulska, who arrives with her sister on Ellis Island in 1921. She is forced to take up with a sleazy but somehow rather charming pimp named Bruno Joaquin Phoenix, who lures her into prostitution. Entering the mix as Iwa's would-be savior is Jeremy Renner, taking leave from his born identity. Think you've heard all this before? Not so... Plot twists generate genuine surprise, laughter, and tears, and nobody turns out to be. Well, you'll have to see for yourself. The Immigrant. Not to be missed, but no longer in theaters. Discovery through rental.
2: It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two there's pool. And there's the photo booth.
3: All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese.
2: Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another.
3: Can we get some extra ranch sauce?
2: Then there's the ceremonial nightcap.
3: So what are we doing this weekend?
2: And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
9: I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. Visit us at BESD.US.
4: Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
5: You are listening to Steve Karp, columnist from Sinbin, Vegas, and senior editor of Gaming Today. The whole idea of a sports book, Steve, it's really different than other parts of the casino, right? Because there, you go in there, you can spend the day in there. Especially like I said, on, a, on a, an NFL Sunday, you can have a blast. You can sit there six, seven hours.
11: Yeah, and and really to the casino, they're not making a whole lot of money off of it, right? You <laughs> know, it's not like you're know, having a bank of slot machines. Where people are sitting, and, and it's constantly being utilized. This is space that, that is almost like dead space. It's a very different world now. It's more built on analytics, economics, rather than a guy running it with a gut feeling that his number is the right number. You know, guys like Bob Martin and, and the late Jack Franzi, who I mentioned earlier, these guys didn't have computers and stuff to generate the odds that they put up, the lines they put up in their places. It was all in their heads, on paper and pen or pencil, yeah. and they trusted their instinct and they trusted their numbers, and they did very well. Yeah,
5: they, were, they did well.
11: And you don't see that anymore. You, you, you wouldn't last today because with oh, in-game yeah. betting, with the information, remember, in the old days – the bookie had a considerable advantage over the player mm-hmm. from an information standpoint, whether they had contacts within right. the leagues or with individual teams. And now it's all out there. Or so. they would go. I remember right. hearing stories about these bookies going out to McCarran Airport, meeting the planes. Remember, this is long before 9 11 when you could actually walk through a terminal right. without having to go through any security. They would meet the plane. They would give the guy cleaning the plane five bucks to give him all the newspapers from New York, Chicago, Washington. And remember, there was no internet back then. We're talking about in the 70s here. And these guys would get the information from the beat writers covering baseball or football or basketball, and they would know who's hurt, who's not playing well, and stuff. They would. Yeah, they they would obviously. They'd read the sporting news every week. Today, it's all on your. Computer, it's all. On your phone, it's one right? click away. You know who's. The, you know Kevin Durant's out. <laughs> right. There's no guesswork to this. Well, so you, <laughs> it's it's uh it's such a different world. The player, the better, has so much more information available to him. Right. It's become a much more level playing field, and it makes it a lot tougher for them to put the right number up, because. The betters have a really good idea right. of what's gonna go down.
5: Right. Okay, so if you're gonna compete in this world, you gotta go listen to Steve Carp. Go to gaming today. Steve, how do they
11: do it? It's real simple. Just go to our website, gamingtoday.com. It's easy. And we have everything up on our site. If you want to subscribe, you can do it right there. We have a link that will allow you to subscribe. I believe we have a special going on. For six ninety five a month, you get the paper in print, and you get the not bad, and you get the all everyday uh, access to our VIP uh, and information. If I, wa- I want to get your book, if you want to go to uh, if you want the book, it's very easy. Go to VegasBornBook.com. It's all one word. Click on the link to buy it. You can buy it through Amazon. You can buy it through Barnes and Noble. Uh, a couple of other sites. If you're listening in Canada. You can buy it through uh, Chapters or Indigo, and uh, we have links to all those sites and uh, 28 dollars and I would say it's well worth the investment. Absolutely. We'll chat again. Thanks, Steve. Anytime, Steve. Time now for your
5: Vegas Insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, discussing why, when it comes to Vegas residencies, there is a greatest of all time. Big, big moment in town. Celine Dion finally ended her residency. Now, we all know that kind of Elvis Presley really was the guy that started this thing with his month in in Vegas, and it's been going on and off, but was she the one that really was the first long, like, residency where it truly was, where, you know, most of the year, she's working out of there, and people associated her with the Caesars Palace Coliseum. Was she the one that really started that?
12: Yeah, Celine changed the game in Vegas uh, up until the... Up to the point where Celine started her residency, Vegas was really seen as a place your career would go to die. And there's a lot of evidence that people did that. They did that at the end of their careers. Some did okay. Some didn't uh, succeed as much. But Celine came on at a time when number one, nobody thought uh, that you could do what she did. But they also didn't think Celine could do that. Celine was kind of a it, she was a punchline. Uh, But she showed that there was a solid demand and one of the things that people don't really talk about is it really wasn't even about ticket sales for her, it was her partnership with Caesars. The fact that they built a theater around her and her needs and Caesars benefited so much from the fact that her audience was older, affluent, they were gamblers. They were people who spent money on other amenities. So beyond the ticket sales she was bringing them people that were good customers in vegas there are shows performers that do well they are not of value to casinos so there are a couple of performers the example i use is at sls there are a couple of performers there that pack them in the tickets are sold out these are four wall deals that means they the entertainer pays for the space It's really beneficial to the shows. It's of no value to the casino because the kind of the kind of consumer that is pulled in, they don't stay, they don't drink, they don't gamble, they don't uh, eat at the restaurant. So that's what's changed in Vegas because the shows don't subsidize the other parts of the casino. So Celine's big draw, beyond packing them in for an amazing number of shows in a row, was she brought in a ton of business for Caesars. I don't think there's anybody that can replace her. And I don't think if you, when she started, if you listed 50 people who you thought would do what she's done, that Celine would be on that list. Celine hit just, it was a magical moment where it hit uh, her uh, the number of hits she has, her appeal on stage as a live performer, the fact that they did this spectacle, she was a turning point. Others have tried to replicate it. Britney Spears did it at Axis at, uh, Theater and now Zappos Theater. She did it, but they've tried five, 10 other performers who've just not been able to do it. So Celine's success was surprising and I think it, it was absolutely unprecedented and I'm not sure it can be replicated.
5: Make sure to check out Scott's blog, VitalVegas.com, every day for updates on the ever-changing news of Las Vegas. Thanks for listening. Next week, you'll meet an incredible magician that presents a unique show that you shouldn't miss. Xavier Mortimer will join us then. Hope you're having a great Fourth of July holiday. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps.
11: Las Vegas, here we go!
4: The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.